Welcome to No Man's Land, brought to you by Tennis Zone Plus, Washington, D.C.'s premier tennis retailer. All right, Freddie. We have the 2021 ATP Tour calendar out. It's a unique one. We have Delray Beach. It's actually going to be in Delray, Antalya. Don't really know where that is. And then it's Doha with the Australian Open qualifiers. And then you have four straight tournaments in Melbourne. Um, including the ATP World Tour Cup. What do you think about this? I mean, do, do you think there's like too many tournaments in one spot, or do you think with COVID, like, this is the way it's got to be? Yeah, I think for now it's the way it's got to be. I think they're hoping, like, let's get through to March, and then by then the world should be trending from everybody's models. The world should be trending in the right direction. Do you think we're ever going to get out of Australia? Because, I mean... <laughs> We go there, everybody quarantines, and we're stay there. We're awesome. in the hotels, and next thing you know, we're playing a full year in Australia. They've already canceled. The, There's a lot worse places to be. Right, but we've already canceled the what? What is it? Larry Ellis tournament. Oh, the Indian Wells. That's already done. Yeah. Miami's a hotbed. We can't go there. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, I, I'm curious. I mean, I think, I realistically think what could happen is like we're gonna see a small break in the calendar, like an All Star break. It's going to be, we're going to have two months full in Australia. And I don't think they're going to just start making up tournaments. I just think they're going to have this whole schedule set up. And like you said, Indian Wells is canceled. A couple other ones are going to get canceled, most likely in America. And there's just going to be an all-star break. And that's going to get paused. And we're going to jump right to the next batch of tournaments. And people are going to get a, anywhere from a two to six week break from tournaments. I can't wait till we got like a few challengers and ITFs that pop up on the schedule in Australia and the guys that lose like third day of these tournaments get in these ITFs and challengers for the next week. I mean, we're going to have like 30 to 40th ranked men's players playing ITFs in Australia. That's 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 a that's a prediction from Cody. Shouldn't be allowed. Shouldn't it shouldn't be allowed. Like the WTA to buy tournament was stacked. Yeah. I think I think it's awesome, but because it, it gives some of those lower ranked players a chance to get a really good win. But at the same time, you're kicking out a ton of lower ranked players who their only way to success is these tournaments. And the people who are already successful are now just coming down to take their points. Yeah, but they're not doing anything illegal. They can sign oh, no, up no, for no, the no, tournament. No. Like, of course, it's not illegal. I'm just saying it's it's tough if you the way this sport is structured. If yeah, if you're out there and you're a thousand in the world and your only way to try and climb to where these people are at a hundred in the world is by playing these tournaments and then they just, ah, you know what, like I lost in the Grand Slam, I'm going to come down and just take your money, take your points, give you zero chance to even get to where I'm at and just keep playing that. Uh, yeah, that's true. But I would say... Yeah. The, uh, dude, I'd be pissed. Uh, Madonna, Imagine that you're making zero money, you're not getting any points and the only way for you to transition is to win one of these tournaments and you can't even get in. Let alone, let alone compete with maybe someone who's 80 in the world. But you can't even, you don't even get the chance to compete with someone who's 80 in the world. Because they took all the spots. You were supposed to get in. But that's the way I see it. That's fair. I mean, it's fair. But I look at that and I see the outcome. And I think Cristea won that tournament. And she hadn't won a tournament in like a decade. So it's like in the end of, in the grand scheme of things, like she won a tournament and she hadn't won one in ages. So it's good for her. And Madonna didn't win it. Like these, the the players that are like very high ranked didn't win the tournament, so there's justice in that. Uh, next bit of news: big feds. 
What is going on with Feds, man? Is he done? Are we hanging it up? Um, Sad day. Are we, are we? I don't know. All the rumors are saying that he he spoke at the Swiss Sports Awards for being the best athlete in the last seventy years. Because seventy one years ago there was a snowshoe athlete that was very solid over in the Alps. So I guess they they're the best athlete ever. Federer's just the last seventy years. Jesus, I can't cope with that right now. There's too much going on right now. I can't cope with like my idol. My feds leaving the tennis tour. I just read this article in a magazine, in the Racket magazine, the tennis magazine that they keep putting out about how somebody had to cope with the loss of uh, Pete Sampras leaving the tour and how they weren't, like he lost to feds at Wimbledon and then a few months later he was off the sport and nobody was ready for it because he never had a swan song. Feds needs a swan song, bro. He needs to go to Wimbledon. He needs to go to Basel. He needs to play the Olympics. And then he needs to hang it up. As he yeah. wins the ATP World Tour Finals in 2025, and then off he goes. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> dude, I think based on the articles and what he said in his interview, I think, I think he realizes he's no longer at a level that he's going to be competing for winning Grand Slams year in and year out anymore. And I think for someone like him, what's the point? to play if you're going to be 40 in the world and float around and but I'm with you I don't think he's just COVID year and can't come back from injury and he's not going to play he's going to go and he's going to do his Kobe farewell tour and he's going to go around and all the old tournaments and he's going to play Wimbledon and center court's going to send him off and Basel will end it and I think yeah. I, I don't think we've seen the last of Federer but I don't think there's much left unfortunately well, I don't see he's currently fifth I don't think he's dropping from fifth to 40th this year yeah I mean it's it's tough it's because of the protected ranks with COVID freezing everything and him not playing because of injury I mean there's a lot there's a lot of factors but you saw Andy Murray Andy Murray was three in the world when he started having his stuff and then he went to unranked Jack Sock didn't even have an injury and he went from <laughs> playing in the world tour finals to 400 in the world. Speaking of Muzz, did he win that match so, today? I'm not sure. Battle of the Brits yeah. is going on before tournament right now. Dan Evans played Muzz today. Muzz won first set. We don't know yeah, who won the match. Won. We'll he have to check up, that out. He was out. up a break in the second one. I stopped uh, watching. I mean, Muzz is back. So He's so he'd, far back. He'd go. Yeah. Ah, uh, dude. But we'll have to see what happens with Raj. But in the meantime, we just got to get ready for... I mean, we're we're maybe what two weeks away from some tennis actually being played. Yeah. So it's exciting. What do you uh, th- who do you think's who do you think's breaking out in the men's tour and who do you think's gonna be solid on the women's tour? Yeah. Women's, I, you just we just have no clue. You don't even know who to root for because you know it's so much parity, right? Yeah. Like who's gonna be? I mean, on the men's side, I really think Demonor is gonna do something. Like he, he sort of was. He wasn't a nobody, but he kind of came out of nowhere. And, like, for someone like him, he made it to 60 in the world. And he's this fast, young guy, very talented, whatever. But he didn't do a whole lot. And this was two years ago. Then this past season, I think people were expecting him to do some stuff and really take a step up. And I don't think he did. But I think this year is going to be the year. He's two years older from when he kind of burst onto the scene and I think it's like that sophomore slump almost seriously it's he almost came on a little too soon yeah and I think 
I think he's absorbed a few things, and I'm I'm pulling for him. I think he could be a guy this year. Yeah. So Demon's always had that work ethic, man. I, it'd be good to see him just, bump yeah, out. Just young. Um, yeah, just mm. young, and and not. A lot of the other guys are young, but Medvedev's six five and Sasha's six six. I'm gonna like, go. They've got physical abilities. I'm gonna go a different route here. I mean, the young guys are up and coming. You think of Shapovalov. You think maybe if Fritz can figure it out, you got some young guys yeah, that could really matter. dominate the first, the top ten, like or Rublev. I'm gonna go a different route. I'm gonna go with, and uh, this is not biased because we just had Louis Vosloo on the last pod, but I'm gonna go with Ando Kevin Anderson. 81st coming back off of injury. I don't think it's going to be like a Del Potro situation. I think he's going to thrive on the way back. He's going to have to work a bit just because of the ranking situation. Um, but I see him top top 30, top 20 at the end of the year. Yeah, the guy's I, too good of a player to not I be there. I can see that. Yeah, no, he's... I think a lot of it's also going to depend on what the scheduling looks like this year. True. Like who's? Do you think a lot of guys are not going to go down under guys and girls? We'll be seeing a lot of Aussie wild cards in these tournaments. Yeah, I mean, do you think? I think there's a legit possibility that some people uh, don't make it down for just logistical reasons. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I'm I'm hoping everybody does because I think it'll be pretty cool if two months of just a two month Aussie summer, everybody playing tournament after tournament after tournament. Eastern time here, man. It's gonna be some late nights. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> good thing we've got the the dark dark nights. I mean, it's gonna be some early mornings. Yeah, we just hooked up to Sling TV. <laughs> Shout out Sling, thanks. Shout out Sling, gonna be electric. Um, women's side, we'll go with Yastremska. Just got rid of uh, Sasha Beijing, I think. Pushed him off to Pliskova. Young. More consistent results, I think, and we'll see. Got a fresh Yannick sponsorship. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with... God. You're not... You're going to have... You're going to think I pulled this out of left field. Probably. I think Madison Keys is going to have an awesome year. She's a staple already. Really? She's she's like a... Like almost borderline household name. Oh, no, she is. In where, America. Where you, yeah, where do you think she's ranked? I think she's top 30 right now. Oh, yeah. No, no, she's high. Well, she's higher. That's. I'm talking about, like, really pushing it. You think she's going to be top five, top seven? Yeah. She's mm. six. She's 16 right now. I don't even think Serena's top of, 10 right in now. In front of Suyontek, as you like to pronounce Suyontek. She's Serena's in front Ser- of Suyontek? Yeah, Serena's 11. Dude, Andrescu is seven in the world. She hasn't played a tournament oh, in, like, Oh, my God. Andrescu years. hasn't played since nine. I know, and so, dude, I think Keys, I think Keys could figure this out. She's just been a little injured. She didn't get to play as many of these tournaments. Dark horse. When was the last time you saw Keys play? I don't know. I know, and she's 16 in the world. That's what I mean. I think she's... Just because of the protected ranking. No, 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 no. She's coming. Yastrem's got to have a breakout year, and uh, what's her face? Ostapenko. Ooh. Make Ostap- relevant again? Ostapenko to come back and get inside that top 30. That French Open was not a fraud tournament. I promise you. She's good. And she's young. Yeah, we'll see. We've got a gentleman's bet on that one. So. End of year. Ostapenko's higher than Mad- Madison Keith. 
Five dollar bet. No, 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 no. You giving me two great players, like. No. Ostapenko, Iron the Keys. I can't. Panks. I can't just like take your handshake. It's a gentleman's bet. No money. Mm, fine. Panko's good. Yeah. She just needs to figure it out mentally. Yeah, we'll have to see. Have you um? And Yastrzemska needs to stop posting blackface on Instagram, and then we'll be all good. Yeah. <laughs> have you um? Have you seen anything about college tennis this spring? It just to me it just looks it just looks like the big schools are gonna have a season and all the small schools are gonna really be struggling, like Tennessee. We have we the whole kickoff is coming up, I think. ITA kickoff. Yeah, so kickoff weekend is it's the beginning of the year, sort of like tournament leading up to the national indoors. Yeah. So these top schools host four different schools come and play in these pods. Yeah, that's all I've seen. The big yeah. schools are going to get a season in. I know that I was speaking to some guys at Virginia Tech, and they said that they have, don't they don't have a schedule yet, which is nuts to me because it's ACC. Well, everything's flying. Well, but, coaches hold on to schedules for a while. Like I, the kids on my team don't know. Like yeah, but as we're going to be playing. okay. So as a student and like as a fan of the tennis team, I could look up your spring schedule by Thanksgiving, and it was posted. You guys, no, you never, could, no, never. you could, you, I swear to you, you could, you could go like on the George, George Invitational and then like, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all of that was posted. Yeah, that's the fall tournaments. They never posted our spring schedule till the beginning of the year. That was like one of my biggest qualms with Virginia Tech. It's like they never, they didn't tell us and then they never posted it. So you never knew until right about now. It's like you're, we left campus about a week later and then coach will send out an email and be like, Hey guys, this is what the spring's going to look like. So we've got all he would say is you make sure you're back to campus by January seventh. What are you trying to do this this spring with well, scheduling? You just trying to keep everything close or Yeah, I mean yeah, we have to keep everything regionalized and I mean I've had to cancel a handful of matches already. Um and everybody knows what situation that everybody's in and so you're keeping things on the schedule, but everyone knows that things have a potential to get cancelled, so it's just fluid. So you're just we're sitting and waiting. Seeing what ninety percent of it is what the district's gonna allow us to do. How fluid is the transfer portal? Yeah, not um, no, yeah, no. There's nothing, nothing moving in there. I was looking. I was just looking at it the other day. It's like fascinating. Like not even at tennis. I was looking at who's popping in the basketball transfer portal because <laughs> you can see all divisions: JUCO, D one, D two, D three. Who's popping in the transfer portal? Do you see like not even Georgetown, but like do you can you like log on to something and see like this tennis player from this college is is in the transfer portal? Can you see like when somebody good enters the transfer portal? Because um, I feel like that's all over ESPN and and shit for like for like basketball yeah, or like you can't tell if anyone's. Good, but no, those guys on ESPN for basketball, you they just go on every day and you hit refresh and you just see who the newest people are for basketball. And you just go through the list and you'll see a name you know. Tennis is a little different because it's just so big and broad and people are from all over. And so you don't have the media publicity. Like, I'm not looking and it says, uh, Joe Smith. I'm like, I don't know who Joe yeah, Smith is. Yeah, but like Arkansas Will Blumberg wants to do his fifth year at uh, Georgia Tech instead well, yeah, of go North Carolina. So portal. where do you get that information? In the transfer portal. Sort of like he has you have to be entered in the transfer portal to be eligible to talk to other coaches, but like I I'll have people send emails all the time and hey coach I want to transfer to your school blah blah blah, and then I have to go on and make sure they're in the transfer portal before I can speak with them. That's so interesting. 
Yeah, so you have to be it's dude, it's all it's it's basically f- professional free agency moving into college now. The game, the <laughs> whole landscape's changing. Look at Virginia Tech football. They're all they all everyone just they can hit a button and then they're going to go to another school and just transfer credits and go graduate somewhere else. Because they don't like that they're not playing or they don't like the coach or this didn't happen. Do you like that? Do you think that when somebody signs up they should stay? Um yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, there dude, there's so many there's so many circumstances. You got you at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I just think a lot of people are going to start complaining about it. And I think people have to do what's best for them and some people are going to utilize the transfer portal and you're going to see like Wake Forest tennis, they get like, two transfers a year. They're just guys are just in and out. Yeah. Because they know that they have great facilities, something maybe's going on down there, good coaching, like they're flying private jets places, like the people want to go there, but maybe they had to go to Alcorn State and win the conference for two years before Wake Forest says, Ah, okay, come in, you can play for us. Yeah. So and some some places are never gonna touch the transfer portal because they're too traditional and they're gonna do it that way. But I think I don't think there's a reason for people to like sit there and argue about it. And and be upset and the if new, somebody yeah if they're traditionalists and all this like we're you need to adapt we're we're in a new day and age and you have to you have to adapt and whether you want to use it or not that's fine but if it becomes to your advantage then uh, you should be able to use it yeah and I think kids should be able to have in my opinion I think kids who transfer should have immediate eligibility a a one time like you shouldn't you should not be able to come to Georgetown and then oh I'm gonna transfer to Maryland. And then you play one year at Maryland, and I'm going to transfer to Louisville. And then I'm going to transfer to Virginia Tech. So you can transfer from Georgetown to Maryland, and you can play right away. But if you decide you need to transfer again, that's when you need to sit out a year. But I think all transfers should get a one-time kind of blanket waiver. You play. You get to play right away in all, in all sports. And it's, it's, not, it's not really impactful in tennis, but in the bigger sports it is. Yeah. Yeah, and the landscape is just changing drastically. I I like when one players stay just because like as a student as a fan like you want to latch onto that one player for four oh, yeah. years and you want your team to be solid under a coach and get all this chemistry and stuff. But yeah, things happen and you got to do what's right for you. I agree with that. Yeah, no, it's it's tough, but I think I think it's gonna be exciting. Um, I mean, we're not gonna be having a season in the beginning of the year at Georgetown, but it's gonna be fun to watch. Like me and you are going to have a lot of these matches on live. All these schools live stream everything. So we're going to be watching a lot of college tennis. Uh, and there's going to be some pro tennis. Play sites can be my best friends. Uh, Springtime. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to just watching some of these other schools and schools that hopefully we're, we're looking to try and get close to in the coming years. Well, let's jump over to our chat with Amerigo Contini, who just happened to call us on the phone while we were in the middle of doing this. So we just said, join in. So here you go. I think, I think it's worth it. All right. So what's up? Dude, what's up? When was the last time you played tennis? Where are you right now? (laughs) Dude, I've been playing a lot of tennis lately. All right. If me and you went out there and played today, what's the score? Me and you played? Yeah, right now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I'll probably kick your ass, though. <laughs> Dude, not a chance. Ahmed, um, can you tell us about that time you won intramural doubles? Intramural <laughs> <laughs> I have it on good authority that you won intramural doubles and took it easy on my friend because you're just on another level. 
Yeah. Well, I was playing with one of my fraternity brothers who, <laughs> I mean, it was okay. So, I mean, yeah, that was easy. <laughs> you, you didn't feel like any part of that was like illegal? I mean, we signed up and told whoever was organizing the tournament that I was going to play. Uh, yeah. And they could, you know, they could look it up on the school website that... That you, you were know, a 14 was, U- UTR and it was totally good? <laughs> I mean, they, they, didn't, they didn't say anything about it. Jesus. God. Dude, fuck. Jo- uh, not George, Freddie. Yeah, you would have no chance, Brody, right now. <laughs> I guess you. My serve, my serve is a little funky. My my shoulder is like every other day works well, and then the two days before that, it's like pain and agonizing to go through it. But well, if I, I ca- if I catch you on one of those days, maybe I, I'll get you. Well, Ame, it sounds like you're playing a bit. Yeah, I've been. You know. When they closed all the gyms and stuff, I like basically like, I live in DC right now. So like everything is closed, you know. Yeah. So I was like, man, I gotta stay in shape because right before right before COVID, I was in really good shape. I was doing like, do you guys know Barry's Bootcamp? Yeah. I was doing that workout like almost every day, sometimes twice a day. So I got like in. Very good shape, but then, like, the first month of the, of the lockdown, I was like, dude, I'm getting, like, really out of shape now. So I started playing tennis with, like, random people. Oh, nice. What would college Amerigo think about Barry's boot camp? Huh? What would college Amerigo think about Barry's boot camp? Probably too hard. <laughs> what? Uh, how, dude, how many times... How many times do you think you you showed up to a Schumann special on a Friday and you just had no sleep and some different fluids in the system? The no sleep was, like, often. But the different no, fluid in the good. system was once in a while. The no sleep was, like, engineering was kicking my ass, dude. Jeez. Especially my junior year. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Math Empo to Schumann. <laughs> Not a good combo. Yeah, dude, that's, those were like the worst days. But yeah, I remember, I think one night we had a big night um, with yeah. the whole team. Yep. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, and then I was like benching. And t- like, Schumann was like spotting me. And he's like, you realize you smell like straight liquor. And I'm like, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I probably wouldn't be here if it was up to me, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, we would walk. It, dude, sometimes like everyone would walk in the gym and Schumann's like, oh, it smells like a freaking brewery in here. Yeah, it was bad. As he's like, but that was a couple tonight. of times, and it was yeah, that was just a couple of times. It was not bad. Yeah, do do you remember Cold when? Uh, do you remember when we were doing the sleds and Gomez just puked everywhere? Oh, that was bad. That sounds great. That happened like three times. Yeah. Like it happened once and then the two times after, it was just in his head. So he would just like get sick out of, just like, (laughs) it's psych. (laughs) (laughs) It was hilarious though. I just remember when Schumann like 
pretty much carried him to the trash. Were you there? Oh yeah, that dude. That was my like third week on campus in college, and we're doing these lifts, and like I've never lifted a weight in my life, and all of a sudden this this massive refrigerator of a man is carrying Gomez to the trash can. <laughs> Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, I was scared for the rest of what do you my dr- four What years. are you drinking, Ahmed? Uh, a tea. Uh, nice. Some late night we action. Dog that. Do you have a dog? How's Tuck? Yeah. Oh, you named your dog Tech? No, Tuck. Tuck. Tucker. Tucker. I'm about yeah. to say that would have been sick. Tucker's cool. Tucker works too. Yeah, he's a good dude. <laughs> yeah, fuck. So you still- he's on Instagram. Oh yeah, you one of those guys? Got your Instagram for a dog? Yeah, love that. Send that over, I'll we'll follow it. God, <laughs> dude, Amerigo, I just I wish you I wish I could interview Amerigo, who was at the Spanish Academy with Sarah Arani, and see what his opinion would be of this Amerigo who's driving a BMW, drinking tea, and has a dog Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> That was a long time ago, man. Dude, what was that like? Dude, what was that like? That was like, I was too young, dude. That's that's what I realized. I was too young for an experience when I went there. How old? I wish I would have done it like after college. How yeah. how, how old were you? I was like sixteen. Oh, you know, like you're pretty much, a, you know, you at sixteen. There's very few people that like are mature like mentally you know yeah yeah like being an academy like in another country without your parents and just with another language and like you know fully focusing on tennis you know yeah it's Uh, it's it was wild but it was fun i mean i learned i learned how to play pretty much there it's just not appealing to me. Like, I feel like I would have given up so much. Like I look, I'm not the greatest tennis player of all time, but like, if I went to like Murata Glues Academy when I was like 15, 16, I feel like I would have been missing out so much on life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was some good players there: Irani, Ferrer. What was the academy? Uh, what was like? What was I, it, your academy that you went to? It's called Tennis Ball. It's not there anymore. They split the two coaches that ran is split, and now there's two academies. Mm. They, so you were with Ferrer. Yeah, Ferrer. The best player there that you would know is Safin. You know Safin, Marat Safin. Oh yeah. Yes, we know him. I've got his. Yeah, bro- I've got his broken racket in my house. That guy was. That guy was there. I have. I have one of his broken rackets too. <laughs> was he high? Apparently, he smokes weed all the time. No, Ferrer was smoking all the time. Ferrer was? Yeah, you guys know that? Dude, that's probably how he can go out there and just like play the same point over for four straight yeah, hours. Yeah, he's just like, mad he calm. Like, like a stick after practice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Oh, dude, because dude, he gets painted as like the hardest working person in the world. And like, I'm sure he is. Like, yeah, he, he is. It's just like, he likes to smoke sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't blame the guy. What about dude? What was Arani like? She's she seems wild. Yeah, she's nuts. Intense. She was like super intense when I was there. That the year after I left, she played the final in the Rangaras. Oh yeah. 
<clears throat> so that, that was like her her best times is is you know the year that I was there. I mean, it's pretty impressive that she made the finals of Roland Garros, and I think I could serve harder with my left hand underhand. Yeah. I think I never won against her, actually. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, Tommy? God, dude. I'm not even kidding. Like, well, I was young, dude, but, like, Fair. I think, like, one time she beat me, like, 7-6, and I remember just, like, no one, like, wanting to quit tennis. You were so out, you were out at, back smoking at six the top, with Ferrer. <laughs> at, at, at the top of your game... Where would you have been ranked in the WTA? Oh, question. Number one, number one in the world, no doubt. Serena Williams. You you had to play Serena Williams center court US Open. What's the score? I'd, I'd probably win. <laughs> I love that confidence. I would probably take you as well, but I probably don't think it would be, like, routine. No, it wouldn't be routine, dude. She's just fucking good, and, like... I've never played in front of that many people. Yeah, but I've been courtside against you with you against Eubanks. I've seen the I've seen the talent. I had to probably lost to Eubanks too. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. <laughs> what but like dude, with that question, like how many like where do you think got that guys are ranked in the world? Like how many of them would be kind of like the top beat the top women in the world? Like where if if like if a guy's ranked six hundred breakout, probably like 500 or 400 yeah like like around four if you get out of like four or 500 they probably stop beating serena uh, yeah probably yeah. i mean there's still some people that will you but th- like do you think a guy like manorino would beat serena manorino like a manorino kukushkin type dude it, it wouldn't even be like a fair well they game. don't they don't have big serves that's, that's why i say yeah, that doesn't matter but like it's not the serve, it's not even the, the the shots, it's the physical. Yeah, yeah. Some some of it's the shots, dude. When I was I I was practiced with Monica Puig here in DC, and she like she won the freaking gold medal at the Olympics, and her coach. I know had, who Monica Puig is. I know, and her her coach <laughs> had to come up to me and say, "You can't. I couldn't. I couldn't slice. I couldn't hit kick serves, and I wasn't. When we started playing a set, I wasn't allowed to serve in volley." Yeah, it's all flat. Yeah, he was like, you need to adapt your game. He goes, I know this is how you're playing, but he goes, no slices today, don't hit too heavy, and he goes, no kick serves whatsoever. So, guys, Home Alone 2 is definitely the best Christmas movie ever made. <laughs> Do they have it in Italian? Yeah. And the guy walks in, he's like, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but, yeah, I agree, man. And women's tennis is just, I mean, it's it's a different it's like still a sport and like i mean those girls are actually badass you know they they i mean they play some like some pretty good tennis but it's just a different way of playing you know exactly that's what i've learned coaching between the men's and the women's it's like dude it's they're some of them are almost like more talented but it's like a different it's in a different way it's it's like the, the physical like you said it's just so it's so different Still, yeah, it's so different. Like, and not like, in a bad way. For it's just a man, like comparing for a man, apples for men's tennis, you need to learn how to like defend, right? Like, there is like you know when when you're pushed out of the court, you should be able to hit a spin cross court and get back into the court. For women, it's almost like there is no defense; it's all attack. It's like, you know, what I'm saying. I, I'm talking about top level. You know, yeah. like if you're if you're playing D three, maybe it's different. But anyway. 
Do you still watch a bit of, like, the tour? Or do you pretty much care less about tennis nowadays? Do I, do I, do I follow the tour? Yeah. Yeah. Who's your favorite player? Right now? Yeah. Uh, center. Dude, that guy's unbelievable. Are you going for guy, Sinner man. over Musetti? I love Musetti, too. I actually watched him play the semifinal and final at the U.S. Open two years ago. The junior Shit. U.S. Open. Did he win that? No, he lost in the final to this Brazilian kid that is killing it right now. Um, dude, Freddie, help me out. I don't know his name. I know, I know who you're talking about. Uh, He's top 200, I think, right now. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I forget his name. Wasetti's good. I, I mean, it's either there's only like three names it could be. Wait, Sil- Silva something. I'm not. Oh, it's hyphenated. I think. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Ah, uh, dude. What's I think he just name? played the challenger, the last no, no, challenger he, of the year. He had a sweet tournament down in like Rio. Yeah, he did. No, he won. He dude, he won a two fifty down in Rio. Yeah. Was that the U.S. Open final? God, what's that guy's what name? Did he lose to? Yeah, I know. I know you're talking about. The kid's good. What's the general vibe of Massetti being on the cover of Italian Vogue? I haven't seen that. Yeah. Oh God. I'll have to send that to you. Oh, Saboth Wild. Yeah, Saboth Wild. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's so good. He's good. He's gonna Free win. Foreign. Do you think he <laughs> who would win? Him or uh, Rafael Ribas? <laughs> Rapperibus man. Only if his wrist is doing okay. Yeah. God. Oh my god. Did you ever play in any of the junior slams? No. No. Did you play like Orange Bowl or Kalamazoo at all? Played, uh, I could have played the US Open qualifying. My Yeah, the year two years before I came to college, I think I had the ranking. I just didn't go. Did you play Orange Bowl or Kalamazoo at all? Kalamazoo's nope. Americans. It's only. Americans only. I didn't know that. Cole's learning. Such a good reporter I am. 